Problem solvers, how are you guys doing? Talia Toha here, your host of the Good for Great podcast. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. How are you guys doing? Uh, I hope that you are doing absolutely fantastic. And if not, no worries. That's why we're here for you. We are here to support you. And I wanted to actually talk to you today about something that year after year after year always comes up with people that I work with. And that is the question of how you can get more done today, even if you don't feel like it, right? This happens probably more times than we like to admit, right? And myself included. There's just times when we're like, oh my goodness, I just cannot. If I have to do one more of X, whatever X is, I'm going to have to kind of, you know, throw my computer on the wall, whatever. And this is super true, I think, particularly if you are an entrepreneur and you have all of the things going on and you're absolutely trying to juggle, really, and yet you're finding yourself, this is this is nonsense. I don't want to keep doing this. You know, this is so silly. So I wanted to talk about how you can maybe get how you can get more done in one day, even if you don't feel like it, right? Are you guys ready? Because this is going to be fun. And the reason why I wanted to do this podcast uh, episode is because I realized for years now, there's so many people who talk about checklists, pros and cons, productivity tools, on and on and on, like a calendar, right? All of these things. And none of them work right? No one ever does this, right? No one keeps up with it. Sure, they might be able to do it for like two weeks, but nobody ever does it. So how does this actually impact what it is that we're trying to do and how we can continue to do things that we want to do? And this is why it is important. So I wanted to dive into all of the good stuff on this particular topic this episode. And when you're done with this podcast, right? When you're done with this podcast, you're going to be able to learn, okay, what can I do in one day that basically lets you unapologetically say, you know what, I don't feel like it. And yet you still get certain things moving forward, right? That's one thing that we're going to basically really, really focusing on, focus on today and get ready, get your notebook, get your ears on, right? Go out there, go work out, go outside, and go outdoors, and uh, and enjoy, you know, because this is going to be fun. So don't forget to hit follow and subscribe, Growth Solvers, because we are going to do this. You guys ready? Let's do it. Okay, you guys. So, you know what's really weird that I've been coming to realize recently about trying to find a solution to our problems is that we tend to hear essentially the same things over and over again, right? And whether that's, I don't know, maybe you want to be more healthy and lose weight. People keep saying, oh yeah, do more sit-ups or lose the carbs, or do this, don't do X. And I certainly felt this way 
a uh, long, long time ago when I was really looking for ways that I could, uh, that, that could really get more things done for me, right? Without simply just adding more things to my day. That's kind of one of the biggest things. Like I feel like when somebody talks about getting things done and really achieving things that you're proud of, achieving things that is amazing, that really resonates with you, a lot of times it just means like, it just means growing your to-do list. And I realized at one point, I'm like, I don't want to build a grocery list. That's not really what I want to do in my life. And I realized that I wasn't making time for, at that point, important people in my life as I should. Uh, whether that's, you know, the kids, whether that's people that who you love. And I'm sure this is true for you as well, right? Maybe you started to miss that one extra hour in the morning where you get to basically do whatever you want. Maybe you're starting to realize that, oh my goodness, my life has become completely out of control because I no longer control it. So it was really a wake-up call. And I wanted to actually share this conversation with you because I remember a, uh, a time when, and this was dinner, it was late in the evening, I've had a very long day. And I mean, very long day at that point. And I remember one of my daughters, she said to me, she said, Mommy, why are you always working all the time? Truth be told, uh, just before she said that, I was actually eating my spaghetti while I was thinking about the list of things that I still had to do that day, right? When I said that, and it was kind of a, a huge wake-up call because I realized that I wasn't really paying attention to her, you know, chipper chatter for about, gosh, maybe 15 minutes at that point. I just kind of nodded along and, um, you know, as she was showing me the 12th drawing that she made that week, that obviously was stunning, but I didn't have at that point enough energy to even respond and even have kind of be like, oh, that's amazing, you know, kind of do that amazing, um, you know, a parent thing. I'm not that. I'm not that a parent. And I knew that for a long time, I've always known that it was a matter of time before she noticed that in some cases, I wasn't always, I wasn't always there, mostly because I was not there. I was on my list, right? A list of things to do in my checklist. Now, Worst of all, after all of that, I felt like for a while I was only half-heartedly clocking in both my work and parenting, right? It's almost like I wasn't doing one or the other amazingly. I was just doing kind of, yeah, you know, okay on one and then okay on the other. So it wasn't a good feeling when you realize that, you know, this whole multitasking thing that people always talk about is, is really overrated, Right really, really hugely overrated. And I've shared this previously on the podcast and uh, with students at Good Grow Grade is we have to be careful about the value add hustle bravado out there that the world has made us believe, right? The world has basically told us that if you add more things, if you do more, right? If you work harder, if you get X, Y, Z done, then what happens is that you're going to get X, Y, Z more, whether that's monetary, whether that's more freedom, like it doesn't matter, right? It's almost like they assume that there is this linear equation of um, that is proportional, 
which actually I found to be absolutely untrue. Uh, I'm not, again, I want a huge disclaimer. I'm not against adding value. My, uh, my beef is actually about having to add so much value that it becomes non-value to the person who's receiving it. And, uh, you know, this is kind of, this is true when you look at inboxes, you know, your inbox is sometimes exploding at any given time. I will have somewhere between 4,000 and 6,000 unopened emails. And it wasn't, you know, people necessarily who I know, people who are in my newsletter, which of course I open and I always read every single one, but they're all of these companies, right? Promotions and social things that ended up in our inbox. And we're like, well, of course, that might be the definition of adding value for them, but it's not for me. That's just not for me at all. And I find this absolutely true as well when it comes to sharing what you have to offer, right? Whether that's your content, whether that's your services, whether that's your product, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that there is absolutely impossible to add so much value at any given time, right? Because everyone's given 24 hours. So there is a cap. If you think about it, the cap doesn't keep growing. It doesn't like, it doesn't mean that, oh, the more you add value, the more your time, the more time you get to have. That's not it, right? So equation wise, there's something that's a little bit amiss here. And I wanted to address that. This is why when I talk about all of the value add hustle bravado out there that people kept parading that I don't necessarily agree with, I always want to encourage trying to find ways to become invaluable, to become so valuable that they cannot ignore you, right? And to find something that is small yet meaningful, but can make a huge, huge difference, right? So again, if you're talking about proportions, it's basically trying to find a, a car in the era where it's only carts and people are walking and it's all pedestrians only, right? So that's kind of the difference. I want to be able to think of ways that you can pull the right levers so that it makes sense for you to basically save more time and still get to do what you wanted to do. And so what this means is that neither of the two things get actual proper attention that each of them deserve. And it was really kind of a surprising revelation for me because I realized, oh my goodness, that means that I am not, this whole multitasking thing is really, is way, way overrated. It just means that I'm, you know, I'm, it's kind of like that saying, the old saying of master of none, jack of all traits, right? So this is not good. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today is neither of the two things get proper attention. So how exactly can you basically do things in a way that gets more things done, but, you know, doing it in less amount of time and hopefully doing it in even when you don't feel like it, you still get them done, right? So I wanted to look at and observe for a minute certain things that we have heard in the past, right? Certain things that we constantly 
have heard in the past that we kind of made ourselves believe and have been made to believe and whether we're willing participants of this or not. And that is the fact that, you know, when people talk about getting things done and achieving all of those beautiful things that you're wanting to achieve, people say, do a checklist, a pros and cons, scratch them off. And, and I always kind of think of this as, I mean, are we building a grocery list or are we trying to create an impact in the world? Like, is this really something that, that will actually get us those big, big goals. And and then you can kind of hear, a lot of times you hear things like create a calendar, stick to it and set reminders. Done that. And let's face it, it usually doesn't work or it works for a certain amount of time. And then you have to reset and you do things all over again. So there's definitely some flaws to the system. And I'm not saying that none of these things work. I'm just saying are there better ways to do this? And um, and still better, still yet, you can kind of hear things uh, out there when people say, you know, always add value at every turn, right? This is what I uh, often talk about with the failings and the trappings of having this kind of value add hustle bravado. And the reason why I call it bravado is because it makes us feel good, but does it really actually achieve invaluable and big, big differences. This is really something that we're looking for. And and quite to be quite frank, right, who's got the time anyway to always be adding value constantly? Is this really the best way to, you know, to grow a business? And, uh, and then when it comes to waking up at 4.30, uh, 4.30 in the morning and, uh, you know, people talk about, yeah, wake up at 4.30 in the morning and then meditate three times a day. And you're sitting there thinking, um, <laughs> really? Like wake up firstly, wake up that early in the morning and then meditate three times a day? I don't know. You know, like I really don't know because I think a lot of parents struggle with this. A lot of busy young adults and people who are professionals, ambitious professionals, they are running around one thing to another three times a day to meditate. I'm not so sure, you know, and yes, of course it works for some people, but maybe not you, maybe not me, maybe not whoever else, right? And then there's always this kind of also this fascination that I've been observing about how wherever you see, and you can kind of see this in the media as well, right? Uh, people talk about the so-and-so's morning routine, Oprah's morning routine, Bill Gates' morning routine, how many eggs do they eat, how much coffee do they drink, how often, right? Uh, do they eat protein? Do they eat carbs? And, and then you're kind of like, wait, is this really going to give us the, uh, basically the changes that we're looking for? And I mean, if I need to buy a $40 coffee to get jazzed up, I'm not so sure, right? Maybe no thanks. And um, that's kind of, that's, those are some of the observations that we've been seeing that maybe admittedly, for a little bit, we're like, oh my goodness, I need that $40 cup of coffee. Or, oh my goodness, I do need to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and start working out. And that's how I'm going to start my day. And by virtue of starting my day that way, I am absolutely going to get everything done and conquer the world. And again, to be fair, I'm not saying no to all of these. I believe these things all have a time and place. But to rely on them to create massive changes in our lives, 
I wonder if it can be a bit unrealistic, right? And let's circle back for a second here to the value add advice that you keep hearing that uh, I always kind of actually, as an alternative, propose think more about how to become invaluable rather than just adding value. And because the exhausting thing about the value at hustle bravado is that no one can actually possibly fulfill this, right? Not a single person. And, uh, and then we are always left asking questions like, well, how can we possibly have enough time to do all of the things? And when the focus is on adding and not necessarily on taking things off the shoulders of other people and taking things off of, off of the shoulders of your own uh, business, right? Off the shoulders of your own work, your own endeavors, your own day. If we don't focus on those things, we've, we may have already lost, right? We may have already lost to time. As I said, time is constant. And if we add more things and jam it into time, we've already lost. And in doing all of these things, we've lost our own time. We've lost control of our own time. So I want to talk about finding ways to become invaluable and to get massive leaps and to make a big difference in this world with small steps. And there are some ways that can get you more things done today, even if you don't feel like it. And I wanted to share with you what that looks like. Okay. Okay. And here are essentially a few things that you can do today, right? So that you can get more things done, even when you don't feel like it. And this is so important, particularly for business owners out there who are doing things on their own and have to do all the things. There's a lot to do, right? So I have I have three important things that I want to share with you. There's more, but these are the, the three that if you don't do anything else, do these things, okay? Do these things, and these are important. So the first one is to look for what can fly first, and then the figures will follow. What do I mean by this, right? What are you talking about, Atalia? It's, it's business. What are you talking about? Why are you talking about flying? So what I'm talking about is basically before I started my business, what watching talented people give up on their dreams, I always say, it feels very much like watching your favorite character in a story die an unnecessary death, right? It's, it's painful to watch. You don't want to watch it because you know that these people are amazing. And yet, at the same time, they throw in the towel. They wrap things up because there's just a few things, a few dots that they cannot connect, or maybe even many dots that they can connect. And what's interesting here is that surprisingly, this tends to happen when you're not really necessarily finding small wins that can help you fly. And when you're focusing so hard instead on the figures, the numbers, right? Kind of that, those things that are very, I mean, I don't want to say short term, but it is. And it's, it doesn't have what we call momentum, right? Because part of living an extraordinarily meaningful life 
in ordinary ways and creating these big leaps in smaller, through smaller steps really, is to lean on something that's totally underrated and that is momentum. And the reason why momentum is so important, especially when you're talking about getting more things done, is because momentum has a power to basically not just fast forward, but goes uh, projects into the future in a way that we can't, right? Think about it for a second, because momentum can take things to an extent that maybe only our minds and imagination and our kind of visions and goals can. Physically, we can't always build momentum ourselves, not for this one hour, right? It's a it's an uphill boulder push. It's a little heavy. But when you find things that fly and build momentums by itself, it creates that momentum for you. And it, it kind of creates these mushroom cloud of amazing winds. And it just kind of has this ripple effect that just the one little drop that you create, it has these a way to reach miles and miles and miles out, right? And so in business, there are things that actually fly further and fly better, especially in the beginning, especially when trying to, you're trying to get things done. And more specifically, how can you gain momentum if you're looking at things that you're wanting to do or things that you need to do, right? And I, we face this dilemma every single day. You look at your checklist and if you're creating a checklist and you look at, oh my goodness, there's like all of these things that I got to do. And sometimes the uh, sometimes people say, okay, which one is the hardest to scratch? Uh, some, some people would say, which one is the hardest to scratch off? Other people will say, which one is the easiest to scratch off? And I'm going to do that first. And other people still will say, what is the biggest thing that I should do uh, that I can scratch off right now? And that's the first thing that I want to do. But I want to actually invite people so to go beyond all of those steps, which I think is amazing uh, in their own degree, but to find things, and it could be something small, it could be something big, that actually will help you fly first, right? Will help you get more done today. So, of course, flying is an analogy. I'm not actually talking about flying, though if you're in the aviation business, go ahead and fly, you know. But what I actually mean by this is basically finding something that will give you that ability to uh, pull levers, to build upon that one thing, right? And if you look at the things that you have to do, a lot of times you're kind of going, oh, you know what? I'm going to exercise later because I don't have time for it. And yet a lot of people have raised their hands and say, Talia, especially some students, some A students at grade, grow grade, they say, Talia, actually, I never skip whatever it is, right? I never skip the exercise or maybe it's a quick cup of coffee or maybe I never skip the this power breakfast. And the reason why is because even though the breakfast itself is not a huge achievement, it gives you energy. It gives you the ability to go four hours and five hours, six hours without maybe without stopping or maybe you're able to with that amazing favorite breakfast of yours, you get to condense a four-hour activity down to two-hour. And it is really, really hugely important to look at things that can fly for you. And I do want to stress for you because it is different for everyone, right? Uh, I know a lot of people who drink coffee. I'm not a coffee person, 
right? I've tried coffee a long time ago. Didn't do anything. It didn't work. It didn't work. I just end up drinking four cups of coffee. And then uh, at, at the end of the, I think that's within the span of one year, I started growing from, I went from zero cup of coffee to four cups of coffee. And at the end of the year, the coffee has no impact on me. And I have to go out and get specific kinds of coffee, which takes away certain times, uh, take time away from my day, right? So it actually kind of backfired. So for different people, things are different and things that fly for them are different, right? And so if you're thinking about, oh my goodness, I have to send out an email to this person. Let's say that you're actually amazing in email. And even though this person is not really maybe the biggest opportunity for you or biggest thing on your things that you have to get done, but sending out that email because you're great at it gives you that momentum to then move on to the next uh, thing, the bigger thing, the better thing, or whatever it is, right? So I want to kind of think of it from the perspective of it can be possibly counterintuitive. It's very important to kind of focus on that. So look for what can fly first, and then the figures will follow, right? So the other thing that I want to talk about when it comes to ways that can get you more things done today even when you don't feel like it. And I want to stress in this particular bullet point, when you don't feel like it, it is so important, right? Is, uh, well, what do you want to do if if you're feeling lazy? Not do it, do it anyway, but hate yourself for it. Or you can position things in a different way, right? You can think of whatever it is that you're doing and why you're doing it in terms of legacies, not lists. Yes, even when you're looking at your day, okay? A lot of people think, oh, legacy is this far off thing. And I talked more specifically about that uh, more kind of a longer term legacy in the context of your business from that perspective in a different episode. But for this particular episode on how to get more things done today, even when you don't feel like it, I want to talk about things in terms of legacy. And you can ask, what is the one thing that you want to leave behind when you're done with your day, right? And focus on that one thing. Is it happiness? Is it feeling fulfilled? Is it maybe shelving that happiness for the following day, but today we're just going to power through some things. Is it that, right? Is is that day just to power through certain things? And you don't have to love certain things maybe even, right? Maybe you've come to the realization, okay, you know what? Today it's going to suck a little bit, but we can do this because tomorrow I've got amazing things planned out and that's going to be my kind of uh, guilt, guilty pleasure type of day, right? So when you think of things, when you think of your day in terms of legacy and what you want to leave behind when you're done with your day for you, not even for other people, but what do you want to leave behind? What do you want to take home after you're done? Uh, What kind of feeling do you want to get after you close your computer and you're sitting down eating dinner, watching a movie? What is that, right? And every day it might be different or maybe every single day it's the same. That's all up to you. And I encourage and I advocate that every single day we focus on that one thing that you've decided will be your legacy of the day. Of course, it's great if you get more things done, all of the things done. But if you think of some of the great public figures you follow, 
usually you know them for maybe one memorable, impactful things, right? Which is kind of interesting. Think about this. And, you know, maybe some comedian, you know them for a particular joke, a particular show that they're on, uh, a particular book, a leader in personal development. Usually you know them about certain things, right? Tim Ferriss is about the four-hour work week. Malcolm Gladwell is about the 10,000 hours, right? Of course, they are all, they know a lot of things. They can do a lot of things, but that's kind of the legacy that they leave behind in a macro scale. So when you're thinking though about how to get more done today, even when you don't feel like it, don't be afraid to focus on what one legacy you want to leave behind for yourself and not for other people if you want to, when you're done with your day. What does that look like, right? And focus on that thing. And the reason why I say bravery and courage in this context is because, as I always say on the podcast multiple times, is that working hard is easy, working smart is hard, but working bravely is even harder. But more important. And working bravely sometimes means that you have to make difficult decisions on, for example, in this case, focusing on one thing instead of 10 things, which it kind of gives you that great dopamine hit. So if, oh my goodness, I have 10 things that I want to do and I want to get done and it's going to be amazing. It's sexy and cool and everyone else is doing it. But when you look at the rear view mirror, it doesn't actually move the needle very much. It doesn't actually make you invaluable to the people who needed you the most. And it actually pushes you further away from what you're meant to do. And so again, for this particular uh, context, think in terms of legacies, not lists. Now, the other thing that I want us to kind of talk about when we're thinking about what are some deeper, intentional, more purposeful way to get more things done, even when you don't feel like uh, doing it, is how to say yes later and how to say, yes, uh, say no early. Let me say that again. Saying no early and saying yes later. Why did I say this? Why exactly am I saying it in this way? Why, why, does, why don't we just talk about saying no? Which, by the way, we, we kind of dived into another podcast episode. And so take a look at that as well. But in this particular episode, I want to focus on the timing of when you say yes and when you say no, particularly in the context of opportunity in a professional basis, right? Also in a business setting. This is huge, huge. People always think of opportunities in the context of getting to yes fast, right? That's really the cool kind of shiny object thing that's out there. Oh, I want this and that opportunity. I want it now. I want it this year. I don't want to wait. And yet anyone who has had massive success, you included, know that this is not always the case. It's not always fast, actually, and you shouldn't say yes right away sometimes because certain decisions might be big enough that it could totally impact not just your day, but the remainder of your month or your year even, right? So when you're thinking about getting more done, you want to think about how to get better things done, 
right? Get be- Getting better things done, not just more. More of bad things is no good, but more of just even a little bit more of better things done. That's really the magical, the magic sauce because when you can do that, you suddenly free up all of this time and you suddenly have all of this time to just kind of sit down and just chill and kick back and and still move things forward, right? So why do I talk about saying no early and saying yes later? When, um, like I said, it is interesting to look at how a lot of entrepreneurs, they always want to say, get to yes fast, right? And when an opportunity comes, it's like they don't want to miss a bus and they're like, oh, I'm going to take that bus. Maybe without even checking whether that bus is going in the right direction first, right? To that point. And so you you often see this, I think particularly in the circle of entrepreneurs, you see a lot of people doing Yes, of course, the same things, and those are popular. That's fine. But people are raising their hands left and right without giving it a second thought and wondering, is this going to help me help other people, right? And that's what I mean by saying yes later. You can totally look at opportunities and things that you need to do, speaking gigs, right? You can totally look at all of those, you know, podcasting, blogs, the socials, all of the things. But the real uh, people who've made massive ways, do them intentionally, right? Or maybe pause certain things intentionally. Maybe they focus on one thing and then they go to the other intentionally. So the reason why I want to kind of underline that word later is because it's not that you shouldn't do it at all. It just means let's think about this a little bit more deeply, right? And uh, and then on the other side of the coin, why should you say no early? And uh, maybe some people are thinking at this point, maybe you're thinking at this point, Talia, why should I say no early? If you were saying yes later, why should I say no early? And the reason is because if you say no earlier on, right, it frees up. If you already know, though, this is a huge disclaimer. I'm so glad that um, we didn't forget about this. If you already know that the likelihood of you saying yes to that thing is not that great, right? And we all know what I'm talking about here, right? Kind of that feeling of when somebody say, hey, can you do X, Y, Z? And you're kind of your gut feeling is like, eh, you know, I don't know. And um, you might not want to do that. Maybe that doesn't give you fulfillment, even if it makes sense for other people. And if you're already leaning heavily on that side and you've had enough maybe experience with similar quote unquote opportunities presented to you where you were like, well, I really shouldn't have, but I did it anyway and I now regretted it. Then, and in those cases, say no early because what it does is it totally frees up just again, hours and maybe even just minutes, but those minutes you can spend taking a longer lunch right? And um, reading an extra book, taking an extra 10 minutes in the shower, whatever, read more magazines and scrolling through things mindlessly. And that's great. But you can't do that if you say no, and you're constantly thinking about it, and somebody else is following up on you on it, and then you have to respond back to them and, and, you know, gave reasons for whether you're yes or no, you know, so there are repercussions, 
ripple effects on saying no later. Saying no early, at least everybody knows that, hey, you've moved on, including yourself. And it's out of sight, out of mind, which is a beautiful feeling once you've determined that that's not for you, right? And as far as saying yes later, it's very clear. Yeah, because not all opportunities are created equal and they're all different for everyone. And so it's up to you to intentionally look at things from your own lens and from the the viewpoint and the worldview that you've created deservedly and unapologetically for yourself, okay? So those are some things that I highly, highly want to highlight about how to get more things done, right? Worry about the Excel spreadsheet, worry about the timer, all these cool apps, productivity tools later Get these three things right first and you'll find that you will be able to buy back time in massive ways. And those three things are, just a quick recap, is the first one is think in terms of legacies, not lists. The second one is look for what can fly first and then the figures will follow. And the third one is say no early and say yes later. Got it? Very cool. So don't forget to hit follow and subscribe, you guys. There's so much more that we can talk about, and I want to start you off in your day in this way or close you off in this day with this amazing, amazing episode. I hope you enjoy it, and stay tuned for the next episode. Next week, I'll talk to you soon. Growth Solvers, let's keep growing. 